Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so really grateful and blessed to be standing in Alaska right now. And I, the view here is amazing because I'm looking- Can't beat it. I, I'm serious, Jeff, Jeff Landfield here from Anchorage, Alaska. And Jeff's passion is politics. He is running for state Senate. And we are at basically in a park. It's got a memorial here for Alaskans lost to the US in Vietnam and in Korea and in Iraq. And mm -hmm. behind it are the most beautiful mountains. I mean, Alaska is just stunning. The, the sun is shining. This is the, the Chugach mountain range here, one of the, one of the longest ranges in the country. It's gorgeous. So. Huge peaks all over, it's long, it's very pretty. Thank and you this for used meeting to be this, with us. This strip right here used to be an airport a long time ago. Really? Yeah, it was the old Anchorage airport a long time ago, and then they converted it to a, to a park. Tell everybody what brought you here to Alaska, because you're not originally from here. I'm not. No, a lot of people, you ask them where they're from, and they don't say Alaska. I mean, there's people that you know are from here, but a lot of people came here. Um, I was 19. I was living in New Mexico. I was raised in New Mexico, and I just was a little bit frustrated and kind of tired of being in the same place my whole life, and just didn't seem much changing with my friends and the group group I was in. So I said uh, to a buddy who I went to high school with, he was going to school in Boulder. I went to school at University of New Mexico for a year after high school. I said, I'm moving, I'm moving to Alaska. And uh, do you want to come with me? And he agreed. And we, uh, in August 2004, we got in our cars and, and drove, drove to Alaska. What was it you were looking for here? You know, it was really before the whole kind of all the television shows and, you know, Palin and all of the Alaska being kind of famous for all this stuff. So to me, it represented just something far away and adventurous. And back then it was like Alaska. What, what's Alaska? My, my vision of Alaska, what I thought Alaska would be was I'll be honest, a bit different when I got here, because you get here, it's a city. Anchorage is a city. It's got all the amenities of a city. We just had that conversation on our drive here. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't, there's parts of Alaska, that you, I've been all over Alaska. I lived in Southeast for a while, and I've traveled all over the state, and there's parts of Alaska that are, you know, nothing like Anchorage. But I like Anchorage. It's, it's a great place to live. There's, there's good people here. Uh, you have all the kind of amenities of a city, but, you know, I can drive 20 minutes back there, and I can go hiking, and I can be totally out of the city, and I can spend, you know, days, hours or days hiking and you know seeing nobody and just seeing the wilderness and having a great time and seeing some of the prettiest landscapes in the world. So how did your passion for politics begin? Honestly uh, in 2007 I, I was uh, watching the presidential debates and uh, Ron Paul really really inspired me and a lot of people to, to get involved and his message resonated with me um, of you know non-intervention and, and talking to people instead of instead of going to war with people and I, I got really excited and I joined I went to the Republican state convention and got involved and I've been involved ever since. And you have a full-time job. I do, yeah. And you're currently running for state Senate. Mm -hmm. Can you tell everybody what that process is like? Well, it depends, you know, some, some people run and they, they kind of don't do much and some people run and it's, it's all they do. So basically you file to run for office, you, you have to do some forms, disclose your, you know, your income, some um, questions about, you know, what office you're running for. 
and then once you do that, you can raise money. You, you have events, you go door to door. You, you, I'm doing a lot of stuff with social media, which is um, a bit different. A lot of people historically haven't really grasped onto that, especially up here. So we're doing videos and we're doing all kinds of stuff with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. But uh, really it's, a, it's about getting, getting as many, you know, more votes than the other guy. So it's, it's going door to door. That's a big part of it is, you know, Alaska is such a small state population wise that you can, uh, especially in Anchorage where the districts are pretty small, um, parts of Alaska, some districts are bigger than many states. So you have to fly to different villages or different cities to be able to talk to people. Here in my, my district, I can walk the whole district and talk to everybody who will probably vote in the primary. And when is that? Like, what's the timeline? August 16th like? is the primary. Okay. And uh, there's a general election in November, but uh, in my district, uh, it's a Republican district. Um, it's, it's Republican favored. Uh, so, so really the primary is, is the real battle for, for, the, for the election. And like, you know, you're talking to my audience who says, you know, I have a passion for politics. I've always thought about running. I can't tell you how many people I've met in my life. Yeah, no, me who, too. Right, who say they're going to, right, but then just don't do it. What advice do you have for them on that front? Like, what do they need? I would say if you're interested, if you're, if you're frustrated and fed up like I am and a lot of people are right now, and we can see this in the country, um, you know, just, just do it. Just, just look at the process. Uh, it doesn't cost a lot. You have to raise money, and that's, that's the hard part. But just to, just to file and run isn't very expensive. One of the ways you're running, you're raising money is with your hat, Make Alaska Great Again. People I, yeah. can buy that hat. So, so we all know Trump, Make America Great Again. A friend of mine, kind of as, as, a, as a one-off, as a joke, said you should get a hat that says Make Alaska Great Again. Because I'm an outsider, you know, I'm kind of not really part of the the club, I call it, the establishment. But um, I'm not a billionaire, I don't have a lot of money. It would be great if I did. Uh, but, but I got this hat, and I, I bought a few of them, and I kind of passed them out. And people just went nuts. Every, I mean, everybody I talk to, almost everybody wants a hat. And it doesn't matter if they agree with me or don't agree with me. It's just kind of a, a benign term. It doesn't relate directly to me. If I put my name on the hat, I think it would have been probably less popular. Right, but, right. But people who you know might hate me or might love me or might love in positions or hate them, they, they want the hat. Because How do you get that hat? Uh, you can go on my Facebook. I just ordered a bunch more because I'm out. But you can you can go on my Facebook and send me a message or go on my website, jefflandfield.com, and you, know, you can donate 25 bucks and I'll, I'll mail you one. Okay, that's really cool. So what kind of hesitations or challenges did you have? Because I'm sure you had to say to yourself, okay, what will this look like if I am part of the state Senate or if I run? So what kind of hesitations? Well, I ran in, I ran for the same seat in 2012. Okay. And uh, I, I didn't win. I got 45% against a very powerful entrenched incumbent. And I had very little money. And I shocked a lot of people because most, most folks thought I was going to get 20% or 30%. I worked really hard. Uh, and since then, I've been really involved in the community and on some boards and some, um, you know, involved in my community council. And I, I knew I was, I was pretty sure I was going to run again. And our state's in, in a real financial trouble right now. We're having a big deficit. Uh, oil price of oil is down. Our structural uh, part of the way the state receives revenue is, is in real jeopardy. And that's what I ran on last time. And uh, the price of oil was really high and people didn't care too much because a lot of money was coming in. Way more than we needed. So we just kept spending it and spending it and people didn't care. And now we're in trouble and now people care more. But I don't trust those people to fix the problems they created. So, you know, but part, part of the issue I have um, is, is there's kind of a club of people who donate money to candidates and who support candidates and who get people elected. And I'm not part of that. I know these people. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of them. I know who they are, but, but they don't um, support me. They support, you know, my opponent and, and for a variety of reasons. But, but that's really the only challenge I've had is, is that getting support from those people means you raise money and money helps in politics. But it doesn't, it's not the only factor. You know, if you have no money, it's, it's hard. But if, if you have a certain amount of money to get your message out, then, you know, we had a guy last year run for mayor. He had 
crazy money, more than way more than anybody else. And he got he got fourth because he just he just wasn't uh, likable by the voters. What do you think you're learning about yourself here through this process? I mean, especially well, because a, you know you didn't win the first time and you're back again. Uh, you know, I've I've learned that I don't take myself too seriously, but I take the issues you know very seriously, and I uh, had a bit of a I don't even call it a scandal, but it was, I guess it was a scandal about a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago, I was appointed to this commission by the governor, a new governor who just got elected. And I, you know, I'm 31, um, I work hard and I play hard and I, I go to Vegas a lot and I love, I love to wear my Speedo, right? I love to wear the Speedo. So I wear <laughs> Like I, a bikini I, bathing like, suit? Like a, even, yeah, even a mankini sometimes okay. I wear, right? I go to the pool, it's fun, it's Vegas. A lot of girls <laughs> want to take pictures with me. So I put them on my Facebook. People know me, they've been there forever. They, they right. know the pictures existed. Well, the commission I got put on by the governor was actually uh, the confirmation would have been overseen by the person I ran against last time, who I almost beat, who doesn't like me. So these pictures, kind of my pictures, got shopped around the Capitol, and I was asked to, to step down from the commission. But I didn't want to do that because I don't want to be bullied. I, I, I knew what it was about, and I said, I'm not going to do it. So they pulled me off anyways. And reporters knew this was going on. Everybody kind of figured it out, and it became a big thing. It was Speedogate. It was on Twitter. It was trending. <laughs> Huff, Huffington Post wrote an article about it. Google me. Google Jeff Landfield. There's a really good article, a bunch of articles and pictures. But you know, I just, uh, I don't take myself too seriously, but, but I, I, I take our problems very seriously. And I think we have a lot of people who look really good on the surface, who would never do anything like that, but who, who create big troubles for us and problems. And they do corrupt things and they support corrupt deals. But you know, they look good and people say, oh, well, you know, they're, look at them, they're, they're, they're a senator, they're right. a representative, so they're okay. You, you were just out doing you. I was just doing me, I was in Vegas. What do you, what do, you do in Vegas? You have a good time. And I'm, you know, part of the controversy Part of the question that got raised was in the age of digital media and social media, uh, people my age, I'm 31, I grew up with this stuff. How do, how do people like us run for office when we all have pictures out there of something, even, even if, if it's not your picture, if someone took a picture of you doing right. something yeah. and they posted it on, on Facebook or Instagram, that, that's out there. So, so my, my thing is be transparent, don't hide who you are, um, you know, don't, do, don't do things illegal, don't do bad things, but don't hide who you are. And, and I've, I've, I've tried to do a really hard to differentiate myself, not different, you know, say here's me publicly, here's me you know, privately, but it's, it's really kind of not, not two different people. I love that. I That's love not, that. And pe people, people, I tell you, people like, you know, people who are genuine. Authenticity. Authentic. And I talked to, when this whole thing happened, a lot of people said, oh, he's, he's done. Put a, put a fork in him. You know, he's, he's, it's over. But the people that I talk to who know about it, they, they don't, they aren't, most, a lot of them are really supportive. And not only that, look at all the different things people have traveled through who are in the spotlight, whether they're politicians or not, and they continue on regardless. I mean, you're public, just talking and, yeah, about a Speedo in, the, in Vegas. The public has a, it's, it's sad sometimes, the public has a very short-term memory. You know, people can do really bad things, horrible things, and then, you know, years go by and people forget about it. Right. So. I'm all about getting people to act. And I believe, just like I said, that you had to envision what it would be like if you ran and it, if you did get the seat. And then you you explore what it would take to do that. And then you execute that plan mm -hmm. and take the first step. So what advice can you give people on that front? I would say if you're interested in, in running for office, you know, look, look at obviously where you live, look at what you want to run for. There's different, there's local, there's you know, there's state, there's federal. Look look at the office and look, look at how you need to win. And there's there's, Demographics play a part of it. You know, if you're a Republican in a very Democratic district, or if you're a Democrat in a very Republican district, I mean, that that, that, that provides its own you know unique set of challenges. So, so look at what you want to do. Do you care about city level politics, state level, national level? Um, 
decide where you, you know what office you want to run for. Talk to people in the community. Don't don't just do it on your own. Talk to friends and family and people who know how this stuff works and get advice. I've done a lot of that. I talk to a lot of people and I rely on their advice. And uh, you know, and what I will say though is, as far as talking to people and getting advice and you know, deciding what you want to do if you're going to run for office. In the end, you have to you have to go but go with your gut and you have to make your own decision and you have to do what you think is right and listen to people and take their advice and take take their input but in the end if you want to do something and if you feel passionate about it you should do it and i think if you, if you don't then you're not the right person for the job because right that's and part I, of being in politics i've had a lot of pressure from people to run for a different office it's kind of a long story but i just don't want to do that i don't want to run i want to run for the office i'm running for not, not the other one and i wouldn't be in that race i wouldn't my heart wouldn't be in it my it wouldn't be i wouldn't be passionate to do that and this is the race I want to be in, and this is the one that I think I can win. And, you know, I, personally, I'm, I'm kind of a high-risk, high-reward person. And uh, for, for me, if I, if I can pull this off, it'll send a big message, not just to the city here, but to the state about, you know, what kind of people. Could, I, I always joke, if I win, anybody can win, right? <laughs> what do you think about, I cannot be here and ask you, and not ask you what you think about Sarah Palin? Oh yeah, you know Sarah Palin is a very controversial figure here. She's not very popular in the state. She quit her she quit her job as governor after she you know ran for vice president uh, two years into her term. Um, a lot of things she just and even since then when she was governor, you know if you Google her and, and look at her speeches when she was governor, she sounded more reasonable, and not crazy, and not kind of all over the place and frantic. And now you see her and you're you're just like what's what's going you know what's going on here? What's what's she saying? Um, you know she she was at the right place at the right time and. There was a lot of corruption going on in our state, and there was a lot of some legislators went to jail, and she was seen as kind of the anti-corruption person, and she became governor, and did some things that weren't very popular with a lot of people, and then she quit being governor two years into her term. So you know she's done a lot for the state. I mean, she kind of put Alaska on the map in a lot of ways. I was in, uh, no joke, I was in China in 2008, right in October, right around Halloween, and this is not even a joke. And I was in this air uh, train station in Guangzhou. I was going back to Hong Kong sitting next to this guy from Tanzania. We're talking, he was there for some trade show and he was doing business. And you know, I asked him where he was from, Tanzania. Oh, it's cool, you know, Africa. And uh, he goes, where are you from? And I go, I'm from Alaska. And the guy stands up, I swear to God. He goes, oh my God, do you know Sarah Palin? And I was like, wow, I mean, this is amazing. This is in China, talking to a guy from Africa, from Tanzania, asking me about Sarah Palin. It was at the height of the, her, you know, the campaign. Right. But th this, is, this is just, <laughs> I'll never forget that. You know, we were in Iowa and I had the pleasure of interviewing two friends and they're very good friends who are kind of powerhouses on, in, on each side mm -hmm. of the platform. So it was really cool because just like you are saying right now, when I asked you to give my audience advice, you said no matter what party, just get out and get involved and do what's true and what's authentic for you. So I, I think that's awesome. And I just want to thank you so much for meeting with us today. Yeah, no, I pre I'm appreciate it. I really think it's great what you guys are doing. I, I've always thought traveling is great. And if more people traveled more in the country and around the world, I think we'd all have a much better outlook on what's going on. And it would be, make a lot more, uh, it would make things easier to understand for a lot of people. And I think your set of eyes from all the traveling you've done is something that you're bringing back here for Alaska. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I've always, I've told people travel and even if it's not for a long time or if it's not anywhere far, it's, it's good to meet new people and get different perspectives and it really kind of broadens your, your image and view of the world. Jeff Lanfield, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys doing this and awesome. thanks for being here. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision 
explore and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep moving along. Oh.